0: It's time. The most listened to show on Sirius XM. The show that will change radio forever. The show that everyone will be talking about. The show starring the most interesting man in the business. Is not this show. This show is Mike Babchick and his friends wrapping up the week on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Through the mind of one sick, vile, deranged human being. And that's being kind. The week is over, and this is Mike Babchick's Morning After. Morning after. And now, here is everyone's morning after regret, Mike Babchick. Okay,
1: yeah. terrific, and welcome to Woo. Mike Babchick's Morning After. We listen back to Mad Dog Do Sports Radio's best commentary of the week. All the gold and the biggest stories in sports and entertainment as Morning After continues to not take over the world. The buzz has been non-existent. The show has been critically crapped on the show that is still here. For now, so let me be love the lovable loser from Morning Man, the guy you know, and
2: uh, that's where you guys say no. Are Morning we supposed Man. to say is that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. I oh. didn't know that. I didn't pick that up last week. No, that was the thing right, last week. And I thought you'd be better.
1: The guy you know, and no, no, God, you do the week Wait, that was so we on know, Channel Eight. So the so guy we know, know and no, no.
2: Oh wow. <laughs>
1: It's a really, it's a deep dive in knowing me. Guide you through the week that was on Channel 82 as you've been guzzling down all the programming you're a little hungover on this early morning, but I got the perfect cure for you. It's not more cowbell. Say it with me, my friends. It's More clips. More, more, clips, clips, more clips, clips. More clips. More clips. More clips. clips more, more clips. clips, more ah! clips. Yeah! Clip a Beluza! Hopefully, we don't have a lot of clips as we're joined by my friends, the producers of Morning Man, Louis Gold and Brittany Smith, and of course, the producers of Morning yeah. After. Hello. For now. Yep, don't I forget know. to download, subscribe, and follow Babtrick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcast. That's right. Anywhere. I do mean anywhere. Anywhere? Any- yes, anywhere. Even while you're sitting in a basement thinking you saw a mouse, which happened this week on Morning Man.
3: Yeah. Oh my
1: God, yo! What? 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 There's a mouse in the room. <laughs> GOD! <laughs> I thought he Why are you computer? jumping up and down Oh, like it? it's Joey, it's Joey. Oh my god, Yo, I thought I saw a mouse. What? I don't like mice. Was this just real? It turned out it was my son. That was real. It turned out it was my son. That was his shadow. Don't you I thought there dare was a, ever I there was a make fun kind of
4: Matt
5: Jones Matt yo, again. Yo, Matt you Matt's just ruined it. Babs, no, no, you, you, you literally just ruined, just ruined everything. Again,
2: mice are the worst. Mice are
1: the worst. you ruined it.
2: They're the worst. They are the worst. M- mice are pretty bad.
1: They're the worst. And I love how a mouse turned into my 11-year-old son. But wh- how?
2: I love how a mouse turned into you and Mac Jones. I don't understand what the comparison is there, okay? He was hurt really bad, and he acted like a sissy. You see a mouse, yeah, you're going to react. You're going to go, oh, yeah. oh. You get startled, of right? Of course. When it's you a- have a hurt ankle, a little boo-boo, do you have to cry like a baby?
1: Let's listen to Morning Man with Evan Cohen, Mike Babcock, Willie Cologne first as we recap Mac Jones, and then we'll compare who was the bigger what. This week, Mac Jones or Mike sing a Mouse. Ravens beat up Patriots 37 26. Mac Jones, three interceptions, injured his leg on the final play, and he let the world know it because he was screaming about it.
5: Oh, God, my leg! Not, not me. me! Why God? Not me. <laughs> oh, God. he's oh soft. Just take it, Evan. not
2: you see the-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mac Jones, is, so soft. Jones oh. is soft.
2: If you think Mac Jones is
1: soft, you never watch a game of football. Oh, baby. No, I've watched a lot of games of football, <laughs> and that was soft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch football every Sunday and Monday and Thursday. And I've never seen anybody with a mouth like that. Oh Oh my God. Mac Jones is weak. Help
2: me mama. Ma, the meatloaf. Plus he's a professional football player. You're supposed to be a tough guy. You're not supposed to let people know you're hurt. You got a little twisted ankle. You tape it up and you get your ass back out there. Yeah. You saw a mouse. You got frightened. I don't even know if you saw the mouse by the way. Did you really see something? Well what
1: happened is that my son was walking down the stairways uh, like a ninja. You know watches a lot of Cobra Kai. So he was very svelte. Can he didn't he make any noise. He can't fight. Of He's like, if it's if it's fight or right. flight, the Baptists are flighters. Oh, you're a fighter, huh? <laughs> Even though I've been in so many fights, I have a one in thirty-two record, um, that's in fights. Pretty good. Yeah, that's not a bad. one in thirty-two. Record? The one was an eight-on-one. I just joined in <laughs> with the other seven guys. You, it was a Royal Rumble. <laughs> that was a Royal Rumble. That was a <laughs> handicap match uh, to an extreme. It was the Royal Rumble when they all take out like the big guy. You know, like Undertaker yeah, or so Kane comes in, and
2: everybody's like, or oh, the giant and Gonzalez?" People, yeah. And
3: people come in gradually; they enter. Yeah, you know, and yeah. everybody's like, "Hey, let's work together to get out
1: the
2: Big Show." <laughs> so, right. So you helped, and then hid under the Big Show while everybody else threw <laughs> everyone else out of the ring. Yeah,
1: that's my one and only win in in all my fights, and I have I've been in many. But when you're startled in life, it's okay to yell out a scream. You could be the manliest man in the world. And if something runs by your feet, you will jump. That's what mice are. That's why I don't like mice. I'd probably be better with a rat because it's not like when I see a squirrel, I scream. When I see a mouse, I think about all the moments. And in Albany, yes, I lived in an apartment where I killed 30 mice in one month. That was a record. And while I was sleeping one night on a mattress that was sitting on the floor, a mouse Ran over my leg. I was uh, touched by it. I
2: would freak out. Um, That's why I'm a mess. I literally just
3: had a, a mice problem in my apartment where I would keep seeing them in the kitchen. I screamed exactly like you did. because yeah. I can't. I can't. Yeah, see but At them. least
2: you didn't scream like with that high pitch. Yeah! No way. It
3: was way. a manly scream. You had a Thank manly you. scream. Because I said
1: yo at the end, I'm almost ready to fight. Oh my God, <laughs> yo. Let's, Let's go. You ready with to get mice. that mouse.
5: Oh my God, yo.
1: But in reality, it turned out my son was just underneath my table. And I saw his shadow go by, so it was like really like a smoke monster shadow deal. And then my son popped up, and that's I, when I, have I was.
2: I though, why was your son under your desk? He,
1: he was trying to scare me. He wanted to come down and play Madden. So he's playing games while you're on the air. He doesn't
3: think I have a real job because really? I don't. <laughs> makes sense. I mean, they have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, if I was your kid and I was listening to what you guys are talking about, I would be like, "This is work. Are you sure this is, doesn't make sense? Work.
1: You know, my, my father." My father is very religious sometimes when it comes to Judaism, right? So the Jews had a big holiday where we celebrated our new year. So my father makes sure to take off every single year. And, you know, he said to me, he goes, you know, you really should have taken off. I'm like, really? He goes, eh, maybe you shouldn't have taken off. You know, what you doing is in work anyway. You're just sitting there bullshitting into a microphone anyway. That's not a real job.
2: Yeah, exactly. What do you think we're going to do at synagogue? We're going to sit there and bullshit with our friends. I'm not listening to the rabbi. He's talking and I telling mean, stories. you will do the same thing at Temple. <laughs> Might as well get paid for it, right?
1: So maybe I don't have a real job. So yeah, so I don't think I was as uh, unmanly as Mac Jones, who's a professional athlete. And a professional athlete, you can't have that look.
3: I have a question. When you say smoke monster, like, what are you referring to? referring to We're, are you talking that's about like the lost? Show lost I was gonna say yeah. that's lost right I, I feel like I was the only I'm, one who got it's that a reference. very current
2: reference very current. I'm not
3: a
1: guy that's hard <laughs> to figure out <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's a couple of things I watched and I remember. The smoke
1: monster scared me and lost. Okay, yeah. And, so, and we never did find out. Like, Locke is still looking for it. And what the hell happened to Jack? Is he on the damn island or not? Jack's it's up for interpretation. Yeah. No, no! <laughs> See, I, I don't want it's my- like The Sopranos.
3: He's it's in up for Purgatory, right?
1: I don't want choose-your-own-adventure television. I want to be told what happened, where we're right. going, and what was the right. meaning of the program that I spent five years watching. Right. so
2: give me Gilligan's Island, man. Give me Gilligan's Well, ask. did they
1: get off the island?
2: Uh... How's it's the open. Song going no, it's out? open for interpretation. <laughs> yeah, but Ginger was cute. No, Ginger was cute. Yeah, but you're right. Did they get off? Fun, but it was fun. It wasn't supposed to be a serious show. It was fun. Who cares if they got off? Were they even alive? I know the captain got off. <laughs> A few different times, I think. But they might have died,
1: too. (laughs) Now, week number four is already underway as he had the big Thursday night football game that was marred by Tua's injury as he got knocked down and his head hit the turf. And now there's going to be questions about these doctors that cleared him on Sunday. They cleared him on Sunday during the game. He came back into that game even though he was clearing out the cobwebs, as they say, which means, I mean, he had a concussion. He was wobbly. His head was moving. But yet the doctor says he didn't. He was cleared on Sunday. That's why I got no issue with Mike McDaniel playing. Him. When the doctor says the player is good, of course the player is going to say I'm going to play. And of course the head coach then, who has to do his job, is going to put that quarterback on the field to try to win. So the Dolphins have their first loss of the season. But one of the big things uh, from week number three was the Bills-Dolphins game.
6: Only Mad Dog Chris Russo could look back and recap that wild game. The Dolphins with the concussed um, uh, tour, beat the Bills 21-19 in Miami. Kevin Dorsey threw Kevin? his uh, tablets all over the place in the press box. What he
2: doing, a bad And bite? Buffalo
6: drops there first. Now, we shall see. 17 play, 8-minute drive. What? They had a fourth down at the 2 and she did what? not score. Then the scenario with the punt, the, the butt block, whatever you want to the call butt. it. And, the and the then, of course, block. the Buffalo ran out of time trying to kick a game-winning field goal. Uh, and so there you have it. Uh, so that's <laughs> it for block. Buffalo. I, I, 42 I, I, I completions for the Allen. Not a block. lot of points, though. He completed his first <laughs> yeah. three. Uh, I-Z, Isaiah McKenzie was the receiver I-Z. who I-Z. did not run out of bounds. The Bills had 500 yards of offense uh, to 212 for Miami and still lost, which is amazing. So that's right where we stand right. in the National Football League. got a great job by Eddie with the cuts. He maneuvered there at the end. Colin got the cuts off. played properly. And I'm sure Steve Torrey and Eric Spitz and Steve Cohen are delighted. Radio oh, no yeah, anymore. I'm sure they're delighted. The
1: fact yeah. that Mad Dog Chris Russo on Mad Dog Unleashed recaps all the Sunday scores like it's a box score at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Everyone in the world knows who won the game by
2: 5 p.m. Yeah, but they got their cuts in, though.
1: They you got your cuts. Good job, Eddie, maneuvering the cuts. Does he think he actually like, picks them up like a brick and actually moves them around the room and, you know, and hands it over to Colin? Colin, good job playing it. That's Colin's job. <laughs> And then, of course, you know, the manager was very happy that, again, he's doing something that we all know about. If you want to know the score of the game,
3: it's on your phone. You already know. Exactly.
2: Why do we need Mad Dog? I don't get the update, to be honest with you. By do 5
3: p.m. the next day, everybody knows what happened in the game.
2: The second the game is over, everybody knows. But do you
3: think
1: there's one person out there who's actually like, hey, I want to do one Bill's Dolphins? All right, too bad I have to wait till 5 p.m. Eastern time. Wait, they're there's on Twitter right now looking up Kevin door. Dorsey. Yeah, they still hard, there's looking. This a hardcore <laughs> fan <laughs> who's just
3: covering his ears like, I can't listen to this. No yeah, spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. I, need no
1: spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> I don't want – dog's going to tell me at 5 p.m. No spoilers. Okay, maybe I'll find out. And, yeah, Kevin Dorsey. I mean, <laughs> look, not everyone knows Ken Dorsey. I mean, of course, he's a famous quarterback. I mean, if I know him from the U in Miami back in Real the day. School. But he calls him, hey, that's Kevin there. Having a complete meltdown.
2: He drops the pages and he gets mad, so he has to pick him up again and throw him a second time.
1: What was going through Kevin Dorsey's head, or is it Ken, <laughs> while he was having that
2: meltdown? He like... saw the video of the tailgate before the game with the strippers. He was like, God damn it, I missed that before the game? Jesus, oh, come yeah. on, guys. Oh, maybe that was it. That just goes to prove they don't care about football in Miami. They care about all the other stuff that goes on. It's just a party. Football game is an excuse to have another party.
1: You can't do it everywhere. You know you're not going to have the strippers come out to MetLife Stadium in New York in December. <laughs> you can't. Like, that's not happening. Buffalo does this table thing and jumps through a fire because they're cold. They just want any type of movement. <laughs> right. They're freezing their ass they're off. They're so
2: drunk from keeping warm. Have
1: you ever made it rain? I've
2: made it rain a couple of times.
1: I've done that. I actually brought once to a strip club as a joke, like a whole roll of quarters. The workers it's, didn't find that amusing.
2: It's not funny. A and you also lame. don't want to hurt the stripper.
1: Yeah, that's it, the problem.
2: <laughs> you don't want to bruise her up. I mean, come on. What I'm Throwing the rolls and then they're breaking up. That was a problem. I once got in trouble. I was in Canada. I was in Montreal. I got thrown out because a stripper, she came in and she had a piercing on her vagina. And I was intrigued, so I leaned over and I flicked it. Is that so bad? And the next thing the guy came in, he pulled into the bouncer. <laughs> came in, pulled me out of suit, he threw me out on the street, and we were done. I ruined the whole night for my buddy. We just went to the next strip club. In the
1: stripper rule book, yeah, I, I think that one is uh, <laughs> I think that one's bad. You know, in that same strip club, Montreal, I know it. It's super sex. I know it. I got thrown out of there for jumping on stage and climbing the pole and giving a stripper a hug. I thought that was bad. Until now. You might have taught me. <laughs> you don't I flick was... the bean in a strip club. I once got kicked out of a strip club, too, that I went to with my father. That was bizarre. How
2: that long was ago weird. was this? That was two weeks ago. Uh, I, I, I thought you were going to tell me it was your first experience. 75th birthday
1: uh, we got... <laughs> We're going out. No, me and my father. We used to like hang out and go to like Foxwoods, Connecticut. In Foxwoods once, I got a couples massage that we won with my father, which was odd. And then of course, you know, on the way home, I think we stopped off at Beamer's strip club, and I was so intoxicated. I guess I gave the girl a dollar, but then I took it back because I I was like, oh, this isn't enough for me. I wanted my refund. I took my money back off the stage, thrown right out. And and as, as they were dragging me out, I was like, but that's my dad right there. He vouches for me threw me in the street. My father was, that he was right, not but happy. you
2: took the money off the stage, not like out of her G-string or something, right?
1: No, it was on the stage But my father was like, I was just getting going here. I'm like, yeah, I know. I could see it through your sweatpants. <laughs> you know, settle down there. I was thinking about my dad this week as we've had a great story on Morning Man of a uh, kid in Alabama who snuck a entire bottle of Tito's vodka in his pants, by the way. Looking quite large, that bulge, as he walked through the gates into the game. And I immediately go to my dad, who, like, taught me that you should wear khaki shorts to ball games and stadiums because you can keep all the beer in all those extra pockets. You know, you wear the cargo shorts or a fanny pack, as my dad would bring, like, the little thing of vodka, the hotel liqueurs in his fanny pack. That's right. See, my but dad you can't f- get away with that today. <laughs> they patch you
2: down. You have to go through all the metal. <laughs> it's I like, know. You can never get away with that anymore.
1: We'd go to the movies, and he would walk in with a container <clears> of <throat> soup. Seriously. He would walk in with soup. He'd heat it up he before had to bring we somewhere. left. And he'd take out a spoon and he'd be slurping during Terminator 2. And he'd be sucking up. And of course, he brought in like fried God. chicken and he'd have like challah and tuna fish at times. He's but the, the annoying
2: guy at the movies.
1: Oh, yeah. The soup was the worst. The fat the that he actually brought smells in. smells like it. Oh, yeah. Tuna fish is not something you should bring to work or a movie theater. But he also taught me a trick that I talked about on Morning Man this week with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Willie Colon. I would take an orange, and I would inject it with vodka. That was my big move. And then I'd bring oranges into a game. And then once, really? Yup.
2: That's, that's genius.
1: That's pretty smart. It is genius. And then once you get to the game, you walk Like in you, with, You would just load it. it was, I would load it. Like, I'm walking into Yankee Stadium with a plastic bag that's clear of oranges. They go, look at you. I'm like, hey, I'm big on vitamin C. I get to the game. I would sit in my chair. I'd peel my oranges. By the third orange, I'm
5: tanked. Really? Yo. It's amazing. Who <laughs> told you that? Yeah, not that you smart. that
1: smart. Yeah, where'd idea? I'm one of the smart guys of all time. Eddie Erickson. (laughs) When it comes to vodka.
5: Eddie Erickson, 100%. I I did this long before
1: Eddie Erickson. I was doing this in 1997. Now you're going to have
5: every foul going into ballparks with a fruit basket. We're going to look like the healthiest show ever. (laughs)
2: You can do that. The fruit basket thing, you put it in a Ziploc bag, you load it up with vodka, you chop your fruit up, you throw the fruit salad into the bag. They think it's just like the liquid from the fruit, but it's soaking in vodka. And all the fruit is just filled.
3: Babs, I've only known you for less than a year, but I think that's the smartest thing I've ever heard you come up with
2: <laughs> thank you I like it. that's
3: great to hear I am of high intellect
1: and this weekend you're going <laughs> out to a that. game yeah that's true no you did say it. and then you're this weekend you're going out to a game Penn State
3: football will you do the bab check will you bring in the oranges with the vodka you know I'm going with my in-laws and you know I don't want to be drinking too much you know I got to be okay around the in-laws but maybe that's a thing I should do. That's a sneakier way than just like down in beers. Maybe I should just get them buy oranges and then she's going to think I'm being healthy.
2: <laughs> the problem is they're going to ask you, like, can I have a piece of fruit? What are you going to say? <laughs> no, no, these are, are my are oranges. Are going to let him... <laughs> <laughs> No.
1: <laughs> that's always the problem. You
2: know, don't do this if you bring kids to the
1: game because, you know, that's that's a problem because when a kid like behind you or even your own kid goes, hey, daddy, can I have an orange? Right. And you say, well, uh, well, not that one. No, don't, eat, don't have that one. And then it's, you walk away. It's like with the it's edibles. Like edibles. You don't wanna,
2: yeah. yeah, you don't want to put your edibles next to the Flintstones.
1: No. Right. That's not a Welch's fruit stack. Put that down.
2: <laughs> By the way, I want to go back to your dad for a second, Babs. Is that the greatest thing he ever taught you about fruit and like how to get massages and go to the strip club, like how to act?
1: Well, you know, the couple's massage was legit massage. It was at Foxwoods. This wasn't Robert Kraft style. We actually were holding hands. Was he hands butt naked like, for
2: the massage? Oh,
1: butt naked, and so was I. And at one point, he was, like, he was like, hey, let's have some fun with them. And we started holding hands, and he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, dad, this is so weird. <laughs> that was odd. Yes, I did go to the strip club with him, but like, that's a long time ago. I, I don't think my dad is in the strip club circuit anymore. You know, he is in his mid 70s. Don't you don't, get
2: hornier like as you get older though? Like these horny old guys, they get they just get hornier. Like my grandpa, like point. he's 99, right? You know, he, Grandpa's yeah, 99? Yeah, he Jeez. just turned 99.
1: And you're about ago. to tell me a story about him hooking up?
2: <laughs> he had a girlfriend in his 90s, in his early 90s. I'm pretty sure that they were still going at it, getting frisky. I, heard, I hear <laughs> the way he talks about women.
1: I just think about, like, the old man still getting it. Like, the senior citizen. My grandfather lived past my grandmother. And he told me, he goes, of course I miss grandma, of course. He goes, but now I'm one of those guys at the senior center that where it's four men and, like, 20 women. And it's pretty good because it's slim pickings at that point. Oh, and if freak. you're a single old man, you could get some. My wife's grandfather, his email was veggie Man. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I'm sure it wasn't veggie. It was V-A-G-G-I-E, man, okay? His name was, you know, their last name Stagliano. I'm pretty sure it was John Stagliano, which if you Google him right now, that's the famous butt man from porn. So this guy, similar, not the same guy. His email was vaggie Man. I said, what, why, Beth? And she's like, he grows a lot of vegetables, so maybe he's thinking, you know, Veggie Man, but he wrote vaggie Man. But then we find out he was actually cleaning up in his upper 80s. Hooking up at grandma's, I should say, gilfs, like crazy. And this lasted until he was cat. Catfished and ended up sending, not to Lene Kakua, but ended up sending some woman thousands and thousands of dollars cash, 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 <laughs> and like you know, basically put the kid in college before they found out. Well, this woman's scamming you. We got a big issue here. <laughs> my wife's father took his computer away,
2: <laughs> and then the vagiman man email was no more. Vaggy but man. my wife you know, will be sex. glad to know that I gave my best friend <laughs> yeah. permission that if I die, he can have sex with my wife.
1: Well, that was the question I was going to ask. So, <laughs> when I die, who's banging my wife, and will I be bothered by that? I don't think so. Like if my brother stepped in for me, if I die You'll tomorrow. Be dead. You will not know. Well, I mean, that's why I want to do this now. So, Paul, if you're sitting out there, the family is yours. Don't treat my wife all right because I don't want you to treat her better than I treated her. But please her sexually. It's all yours, okay? Go for yours.
2: Does the blowjob contract still stand for your brother, though?
1: Well, my wife did. I was bothering my wife because she doesn't do anything. So I was like, when are you going to finally get a job? Because she's no longer really watching the kids. My you know, my one kid's 11. The other one's 7, I think. And then one is two and a half. And she looked at me and she said, well... How about I service you three times a week? How about that? How about that for a job? And then you stop asking me. And we started off great. The first day on the job, she was amazing. She got a bonus. She clocked in. Uh, there was more than a BJ Suroff. It was the whole shebang. It was a Cecil Vielder hitting a big home run. And so we had some sex. It was great. After that, it was a Wednesday where I gave her the day off because the first day went so well. Then the Friday, she called out sick. And then the following Monday, she took off for the Jewish holiday. All
4: know,
2: of a sudden, know. she's very religious. Uh, she went from Brazzers to Skin and Max to what, PG-13 now?
1: Yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> My wife said something very interesting this week that we talked about on Morning Mail with Devin Cohen. My Bab Willie Cologne. You know, I was walking around naked yesterday. My wife was looking at me and she said, Like, would it kill you just to, like, get changed, I don't know, in the bedroom and not, like, walk around the house? And I was like, This is my house. I want to walk around. Fully naked?
5: Yeah, fully naked. You don't walk around your house naked? I walk around completely naked. I'm with you, Babs. I I do it all the time.
1: naked? I I don't know. The kids were in the living room.
5: I was in the fridge the other day, butt ass naked. naked. Completely naked.
1: So then my wife's like, All I see in this house are penises and they're all the same size. (laughs) I'm like, Wait a second. I was like, well, good for Billy. He's two and a half. <laughs> but, uh, so uh, me and Joey, the 11-year-old, maybe that's maybe that's a problem. But they're all the same size. <laughs> Wait a second now. That's a great
5: not, line. That was good. Uh,
1: cool. You know, in the moment I laughed, listening back, that was very insulting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Willie's laughter makes it so much better, too. Dude, like the one thing, oh. the one concern I had when I found out I was having a son, I told my wife, like, he can't have a small penis. Wait, Brittany's shaking her head like we're talking out of turn here.
3: No. I'm Is saying, it not I mean, a big deal? He'll deal with that. He's stronger. It's not about the size, about the motion of the ocean. It's not about the size of the boat. It's about the motion, motion of the, in ocean. the ocean. But let's say you get seasick. Then you got a
2: problem. I mean, yeah, you got let's a real say you problem.
1: Let's if you can't figure out the motion of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the size of the boat, but let's say I'm docked and I never really took off to begin with. <laughs> but- what basically Britt just said was her fiancé has a small
3: one. I did not say confirm? that for the record. I did not record. say that.
1: For the record. I will say this in closing this segment. My two-and-a-half-year-old, this thing's almost passed me already. I don't <laughs> know right. who he is. But <laughs> when I look at my 11-year-old, I go, that's my
2: son. <laughs> All right. Oh uh, Yeah, that's not so a good So Beth thing. cheated on you.
3: So
1: yeah, the, the little one's going to be fine. Joey, we got ourselves an outie belly button hung straight. We got a problem. <laughs> He's got a <an> <laughs> Oh, We got a lot more to get to right here on uh, a Morning After. Is we're going to talk about prayers, barking, and little feet. Hmm. That's all coming up next right here on Mike Babchick's Morning After.
0: Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After. You think your hangover's bad now? (laughs) It's about to get a whole lot worse. Here's Mike Babchick.
1: Ah, yes. So welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After, right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio Series 6 I'm Channel 82 is a recap the week that was with my friends, uh, the producers of Morning Man, Louis Gold and Brittany Smith, and the producers of Morning After. Mm-hmm. For now, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babchick's Morning After. Anywhere you get your podcast, and I do mean anywhere anywhere yes anywhere even at willie cologne's house as you know a few weeks back we went to willie cologne's house to uh, pay off a bet um i've been beating willie cologne in the morning men friday challenge uh there was a couple weeks ago i picked the bills he went against the bills so i had to climb a ladder and jump through him through a table it turns out i lost that bet because you get to see the video i get very frightened in the air and i went the wrong way and that's way worse
2: than you being scared of a mouse is you being scared to get up to the fifth rung of the ladder it's way worse. Yeah.
3: That looked worse. It looked Right?
2: <laughs> I learned a few things about Babchick this week. The guy's afraid to climb a ladder. He's triggered by a shadow, but he'll eat food off a of New York City <laughs> sidewalk and be happy about it.
1: Yeah. Men are afraid of mice. Men are afraid of heights. It I, happens.
2: I jumped out of an airplane. Talk for yourself. <laughs>
1: Wow. And no one tried to push you? And again, I mean, I, I did say yo at the end. So was I oh, really yeah. scared oh, of yeah. the mouse? yeah, because you
3: said yo. It makes it so much better. You yeah. Know? Oh, my God, yo! Yeah.
1: But, yes, uh, and then Willie Cologne, of course, lost another challenge. I had to drink out of a shoe. You can check out that video at Mad Dog Radio as well. The it's shoe disgusting. was mine. The it's shoe disgusting. I wear without socks to mow the lawn. But when we did go to Willie Colone's house... You know, we did have a great meal. We never really talked about the meal we had at Willie Colon's house. Oh, he did it up big. It was amazing. It was amazing, right? We had this big tomahawk steak. We Uh, had wings. We got great, like, Cajun corn. That was from Wingstop. Willie Colon was drinking wine out of a decanter. And that I don't mean from Temple. I mean, this giant thing where he just guzzles down. Like, you would think, like, a man was, like, lost in the desert for 40 days without water. Willie would drink fast I've never seen that before
2: You know what though uh, yeah. It was the first time In my entire life That I ever prayed Before eating a meal oh, I mean yes? we're sitting We're all holding hands together Willie's wow. praying you
3: never seen that before I've Please.
2: seen it before But yeah. I've never participated In the pre-meal
1: prayer You know Willie did say You know let's say grace And I think they looked at Louie I don't know why they didn't look at me But I think they looked at Louie Is that okay with you and Lou was like, sure.
2: I mean, I So that was right the in. first
1: time. So I've done that before. Man, I'm read, holding his
2: hand. I'm holding your hand. They're yeah. praying. He's praying about the show. God bless. Morning, man. I hope that we get great ratings. Whatever they call it on serious. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, like one of my good friends in high school was uh, from Peru. And they were very spiritual. So we'd hold hands. The prayers were always about, you know, the health of the family. And then they look over at me and pray on our friend. You know, my friend was Herman. You play on on Herman's friend here, Mike. And I said, well, thank you for that. Ah, Don't say anything! You're gonna ruin it! And that's to say anything. And then, like, you know, my, my friend would be like, and I would like to get a Playstation. And I'd like get that. All right, so and so we'd, have, they we'd have a great for meal.
2: Because I don't really believe in God.
1: So. Willie did a good one, though. It was quick, but he did throw in there. He's like, I just want to make sure we have a great morning, man. A really good Would You Rather segment, you know, coming up next week, and we'll do a Willie or Won't He. And so it was more like a show meeting. But I love it. So for the first time ever that Louis Said grace at the table, yeah. you held the hand of Willie Cologne. Hand. And Mike Babchik. That's right. And then and got to bye. eat
3: a tomahawk steak and, after.
1: Right. Yeah, that was great. And I it was, was
2: delicious, too. And I
1: and I gave an extra squeeze uh, to Britt. I don't know, was that too hard? I wanted to be really in were the his moment. Hands
2: clammy? And spiritual Oh, tri- yeah. Of course they
1: were. <laughs> I saw Brittany was like, Can I use the bathroom now? <laughs> I, I I gotta use the <laughs> ladies' that room. Your hand sanitizer? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's COVID times. That is true though. Like, you're touching me right before a meal. That's not ideal. Yeah, it's pretty gross. No, I mean, that's why you have forks and knives. Now so much going on in the world of sports with Aaron Judge chasing that home run rack. No, wait a minute. It's not the home run record. Barry Bonds had 73, and that's why most of America does not care. The most interesting thing about Iron Judge hitting 61 in Toronto was the fact that a fan dropped the ball, which means he dropped 250000 bucks. As Uncle Junior said on The Sopranos, that's not the makings of a varsity athlete. So this big fat guy in Toronto drops the ball. The bullpen coach catches it, gives it right back because it's for the good of the game. Give me a break. I don't care that I work for Major League Baseball. I'm keeping that ball. And if I'm the fan, I'm jumping and risking life and limb. Yeah, I'll break two limbs on the way down, then I'll sue the Blue Jays in that entire stadium. I'll get some nice settlement money, and then I'll sell my ball for 250 grand at auction. And that is the American way. And now, can Roger Maris Jr. finally go home? Let the man go home. He's only been on the road for six weeks. Now, Steve Torrey's an excited Yankee fan because of Aaron Judge, even though on the day Aaron Judge hit 61, he decided to talk to me about the Yankees' bullpen. Because he's doom and gloom Torrey, and the sky is always falling. I'm worried about the bullpen. Make fun of me all you want. I also might have a brain injury. But Steve Torrey's all over the NFL as well, and he talked NFL this week on Mad Dog Daily. Weeknight, six p.m. Eastern time.
4: Triple Eight Mad Dog Six Eight Eight Six Two Three Three Six Four Six is the number to be part of the conversation. The dog is the dog is getting impatient. You'll be eating shortly. Go away! Run! Run! This is the the beauty of working from home. I, I can't wait till the morning. Man, play this tomorrow morning at six o'clock Eastern. Go ahead, Sam. Send them the send them the audio now. Because they can have it and they can play it all day long. <laughs> yes, Bentley. He knows it's Go so ahead. Low. Run away. Oh, this is wonderful. All right, on, Bentley. Good uh, boy. So we got the Thursday night game tonight, kicking off at eight thirty Eastern. You do have two teams from the AFC North that have some issues right now.
2: Why don't you try closing and so the door? So we have bro? to see what, what takes place. <laughs> this,
4: is, this is incredible. It actually is. Please stop. Thank you. All right. Oh, he's so annoying. Um, the Thursday night game. <laughs> I'm real. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's get a preview on the Thursday night game right now. An We're looking back, ahead to this matchup.
2: Where are my dogs at?
4: My dog, Bentley, has finally calmed down. I've moved him out of the office successfully. <laughs> he's probably hungry. My wife's not here. This is what happens when you're empty nesters. Mm-hmm. Final kid left the house to go to college, mm-hmm. and now I got the dog driving me nuts. So Usually, he well, he's very started. well behaved during a show. <laughs> not tonight.
1: Uh, so, yeah. So, when... Lauren Tori, Steve's wife, is out of town. He just doesn't feed his dog?
2: I mean, it's, it's not right. Why do you think the dog's barking so much? It's abuse.
1: And uh, that was good. Like, Tori, you could tell, was pissed. He was angry. Can't you see Tori completely freaking out, and he writes, like, an email to himself? Because if this happened on another show, he'd write an email. Be mindful, Steve, of, you know, uh, making sure that uh, the dog doesn't take over the show. I mean, I could see why people would think it's funny. I understand that. But, you know, other people might not think it's funny uh, the animal community might be very upset. Who knows? Maybe uh Peter. A uh, Peter King? No, 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 not, 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 not Peter King. A uh, Peter might be upset that I haven't uh, fed my dog in a long time, and they're very upset. You know the Sarah McLaughlin people. We'll have Bentley in the next commercial. Uh, you know Bentley's eating uh, his own poop. Let's just be mindful of uh, disruption during the show. Okay. <laughs> Away. He goes, please go away. <laughs> I love the asking the dog to go
2: away politely.
1: <laughs> you know, that's going to work. Like Bentley, the dog is not going to move. If you go, get out of here.
2: But if you go, can you please just leave? <laughs> no problem, Steve. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Like, like you tell a dog to shut up. Do you think they're going to shut up? <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Stop arguing. You have to yell. Or you have to scream and yell to make your point. Can you please be quiet? He should have pulled the shaggy and given him an edible or something. Right? Well, Put and, the dog and, right to sleep. And there's plenty of those in the cookie <laughs> jar. They're in Steve Torrey's house. Let me tell you. Like you can't comment on a dog. If you don't have your own dog, how do you know what it's like to have a dog?
1: I had a dog for many years. My parents actually buried that dog in the backyard next to the other dog that's buried in the backyard. And my mom will go to the dog cemetery in our backyard and talk to them. I was
3: going to say, you have a pet cemetery? That's a pet cemetery <laughs> that's <laughs> hanging <not> out.
2: scared? <laughs> I have my dog's ashes in my house right next to the bed. You do? Yeah.
3: Wow. And my my mom dog. does too. My
1: mom now has a framed photo of her and her dog wearing the same sweater. Oh, do you? My mom. That is, is creepy. I, that I think is too much. Do you want
3: to hear something creepy? We had an iguana for for years. We growing up, we loved it. Uh, eventually, it passed away from something. My mom, instead of you know just burying it like a normal person, my mom decides to get it stuffed and now it's hanging out on the top of the TV in our living room. Oh my God, a stuffed iguana?
2: I've (laughs) never heard of a stuffed iguana.
1: That's bizarre. You know, when you start having pets and like, you know, you fall in love with them? But my entire family, they are dog lovers. My aunt is even worse because she has pictures of them all over the house. Like as soon as you walk in, you see it, you know, in memorial to all the dogs and everything, and they're
2: birds. Having a bird is one of the meanest things you can do. A caged bird, These birds are meant to fly around and be free, and then you cage them. They can't even fly. can't even spread
3: their wings. It's mean to your relatives, too, because they live so long that they're going to outlive you, and then you have to hand it off. It just has to be handed off to a sibling. My buddy had had a
2: pet parrot when they were younger. He got it when he was eight. He's 40 now. The bird is still alive. And he lives with the parents still, the bird. My body didn't take yeah. the bird. The bird's just sitting in the corner in a cage. Oh, yeah. Junior.
1: My, my Uncle Gary, he came home early one is day. This drunk <laughs> Uncle this, Gary? This is my drunk Uncle Gary. Went to a Jets game this week. You know, of course, I bet on the Bengals, so I wasn't bothered by the loss, but there was my Uncle Gary who was at this game sleeping. That's he was the sleeping. right way to do it though. Get yeah. drunk and sleep. Yeah, he was sleeping from the second quarter through Smart. halftime, through Dude. halftime, till mid third when I started taking selfies of him and he started kind of waking up. He, you know, of course he blames it on the five shots of vodka they had that he had to drink before the game. I'm like, well, did you have to drink it? He goes, yeah. It's a
2: Jets game. Yeah, exactly. You're, You're watching like, the Jets.
1: Yeah, on. but did you have to take that edible? Did you have to smoke that? No, he said he did. But my Uncle Gary opened up the, the cage of the bird, and he was, like, letting the bird fly around, and he had had a lot to drink. And um, next thing you know, he's like, where'd the bird go? And he realized he passed out on the couch on top of the bird and killed their bird. My aunt almost left him over that. She was very close uh, to leaving him over that, and that's way before Ace Ventura. That was not the plot
0: over a bird. of
1: Ace Ventura, but my my uncle put the bird that was dead back in the cage, and so and that didn't work either. You know, these birds are lively, and so that's a big problem. He it to the blind kid. Yeah, that's where, that's where the story differs. He didn't give it to a blind kid, I'm telling you, but that did happen, but my Uncle Gary was having a great time. My Uncle Gary's amazing. He works at a flea market. He got fired. You from- can
2: make a living working at a flea market.
1: No, <laughs> okay. no, that's why he just gets drunk every day. You know, selling shirts and shoes and everything. His big products are tube socks. He's very into socks. He sells shirts that have no back, so it like looks like a dress shirt, but in reality, if you wear it with like a suit jacket, the other side is just
2: straps. <laughs> it's like he's at the doctor. Yeah, he's
1: wearing he's like a gown, a but it, you know it's a little more roomy. And he sells like the products like instead of Polo, it was like Polio. I'm like Uncle Gary. No one's gonna want to buy a shirt that's from Polio. So it's like Tony Hillfinger. And he sells, of course, <laughs> shoes. He's big on shoes. Not Nikes, though. I wear Nikes. You know, zebras. We talk- zebras. <laughs> yeah, he sells all the shirts instead of the Lacoste with the the tiger, or the alligator. It's like a rhino. It's like,
3: where did you get this Instead of a Ken Dorsey jersey, it's a Kevin Dorsey jersey.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Way to bring it back. I love that. That uh, Kevin Dorsey there going Uncle Gary at the flea market.
3: Kevin Dorsey threw
6: his uh, tablets all over the place in the press box. Well, let's see how it goes when we play a clip from Morning Man. Well,
1: then we call Mike Babchick and Willie Colon as we talked about sneakers.
6: Everything's built for Babs. Everything, yeah. all
1: these,
5: all these That's damn the beta males walking around, and all these yep. six-five dudes who were once tall Just and came from big families are, are are breeding with these small women. So now all these small men are getting created.
1: It's a small man syndrome, the SMS. I mean, Willie is dumbfounded that I wear a size 9
5: yes. sneaker. But there's got, so so more people. graders that wear 9s. My okay, nephew wears like a 10, and he's, he's 10.
1: <laughs> Your son, who's what,
5: 2 or 3 at this point? He's 3. Two. Four is two. By
1: the time he's 9, he's going to pass me in sneakers. But more people are so much closer to the 9 in my tiny yeah, feet. And yeah, I, I got a small one. I get it all. And, you know, that's why in, in college I would actually wear a 10. Even though I didn't fit in a 10, I would wear a 10. Because I thought that women would look down on my feet and go, oh, okay. Yeah. He's got a little something pack in there. In reality, he just made me look like a giant clown. Well, yeah, literally. Like, anytime I ran away from a fight, I would fall. Because I was falling out <laughs> of my sneakers. I would just run right out of my sneakers. But I thought that g- women would actually go, oh, wow, he's got a bigger pecker. Because he's got a size 10. But, Will, way more people are closer to 9 in this America <laughs> than you and you're 16. So you are the guy 17. On the outside you looking in. You saying 16.
5: 17. size 17. I told oh, you. That. my I was so I'm a 13. So I'm exactly in between. 13, 14, 15. Like, like that's a good man shoe size. Like, that's a good, like, I So I should change mine to 12, probably.
3: <laughs> you <laughs> can go size? to a
5: sneaker store. You can get cool sneakers. Like, you can do it. I got to yeah. go to Shoes or oddball.com. Peps, <laughs> have you ever gone to a sneaker store and them not have your size? No,
1: because usually the seventh graders wear a size nine, so they're on their <laughs> way up, and so I'm just catching their wave, man, and I always have a nine. That's what I'm saying. My father was a nine. My brother was a nine. My grandfather wore a nine. We're nines, and that's why I know I have a small schmeckle, and I know it through my entire generation. Evan Cohen's rocking a 13. I don't know, man. I don't know. 13 seems big. Now, what are you, Louie? No, I'm Louis? a 14. See, lose a fourteen. It's never. You notice that when we are talking about small ones, even though you're worried about your son having it, I think that you're kind of telling everybody that you don't
2: listen to have me, a though. small one. No girl was looking at your feet. You were wearing a ten. Yeah, they saw your face. They were care. walking away. They so, weren't getting down to your feet. They weren't getting that low down.
1: That's the problem. It's like, why would they look at my feet? <laughs> exactly. if they're, they're already looking down at me, but they're seeing my head. So girls don't size up guys. Of course, of course
2: they, they, do. they do. They're right? not sizing up you. I'm saying you should have just shown up in like you know a speedo. That would have been interesting. That would have been intriguing. They'd have been like, oh look at this guy. You know something's going on here, right? But to show up. And is then what new?
1: happens when I when I take him back to my house and I <laughs> they're and already I pull back it down at the house.
2: It's too late. And I have four washcloths stuck in there. <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean, that one. They get a good laugh. They get a good story to tell their friends. But they're yeah. there already. Now, they might now take... it's on you to close the deal. Right.
1: They might take off their bra now. The same amount of washcloths are popping out. <laughs> but Britt, you never noticed a
3: guy's feet before. I do, but it's not a factor. I think actually when, when they actually do have huge like feet Huge feet girl yeah, usually girls are like uh uh-uh. uh See, Lou? but I but on the opposite end, I haven't I haven't looked at a guy's feet and been like, wow, his feet are so small, like there must be something.
1: Well, okay, fine. So you're not looking for that, but if you do notice.
2: You also had crummy sneakers on too. You have those stupid white Air Force ones. I'm sure well, you I, had them back then. I had then. dress shoes too.
1: I only <laughs> had my Nike Air Force ones, and I have my dress shoes that I wear out. What's funny is when I went to work at Chili's. Of course, I'm a <laughs> former executive chef from there, and sous chef and everything. I had brown shoes, and they were like, yo, everybody in the kitchen has to wear black shoes. And I said, "Well, I'm not buying a new pair of shoes, man. I'm, just, I'm not." And the guy's like, "No problem. Here's a sharpie," and he gave me a black sharpie, and I colored my shoes were brown, black. It didn't take that long. I mean, no. And after I was done with the first one, the guy came back through, and he goes, "I was kidding." Oh my god. <laughs> And so those would be the <laughs> shoes that I wear out that I made sure were extra big. And every time I ran from a fight, like I said, it would fall right out. But I thought the clown shoes would help me. When I hear Willie Colon talking about a 17, or I hear <laughs> Evan Cohen talking about a 13, I go, 13? And I kind of look at Evan Cohen a little differently now.
2: Do you get embarrassed when you go bowling and you have to tell him what size you are? No, because I never say a 9.
1: <laughs> That's why no. Whenever I go bowling, I say, <laughs> I'll take a 10. What I do is I just, just wear extra socks. <laughs> I take my socks off and I stuff them in the back so that I, I can't move it. All right, we got a lot more to get to right here I'm Mike Baxter morning after is we're going to talk about pranks french fries and a suggestion box that's all coming up next right here on mike babchick's morning after
0: the best meets the worst the best stories from the week recapped by the worst host on the channel this is Babchick's Morning After? Ah, yes.
1: So, welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After, right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio Series XM, Channel 82, as we recap uh, the week that was in the world of sports and entertainment uh, with my friends, the producers of Morning Men, Louis Gold, and Brittany Smith. Hello. Yes. Here. And, of course, the producers of Morning After. Yeah. Of course. For now, they'll get out soon enough. Don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babchick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcast. And I do mean anywhere. Anywhere? Anywhere. Even in a potato chip factory in Lithuania, as a company over there has launched and I'll just, this is what they're called. This is the flavor. Vagina flavored chips. Oh, I the, mean,
2: the coochie chip?
1: <laughs> no, it's not called that. That's another model that's oh, coming out. Okay. They want, and they're, they're targeting millennials. They oh. think 30 year old somethings who are not getting laid can get more of a lay.
2: Yeah, but still, those are two of chips. my top five things in the world chips and women. Yes, exactly. I know. I, I and mean, if you could combine them, I mean, it's unbelievable. But I'm is told. Is there a it. certain time of month that you don't want to eat them? That's a good point. They only sell it three
1: weeks out of the month where you could actually pick it up. But I'll tell you, it's probably going to taste better than the Gwyneth Paltrow candle line of vagina scented candles called goop. And I've eaten Mm. those, and those taste horrible.
2: (laughs) Really? Yeah, they taste really bad. They taste really bad. And so what was the purpose of eating the candle? I was in the mood. I was just in the road. It was a Saturday wow. night, and I was wow. getting frisky. You got the mood for that? He huh? lit the candle, wow. and then he was like,
3: mm. I feel like yeah. eating this goop."
2: <laughs>
1: that one I have eaten.
3: I, it's, boy, I
2: it's the, the worst diet name diet. for something that's actually kind of decent, but goop. Goop doesn't uh, sound like goop. anything I wanted, but goop anywhere near.
1: No. I, yeah, I don't go into the bedroom like, "Hey, honey, let's get our goop on." <laughs> you know, let's go. The other big thing on TikTok this week was people are going out and sunning their buttholes because apparently, if you spread them out there in the sun, and you get three minutes of sun exposure to that area, this is a real thing. Apparently, it gives you a boost of energy that's Mm -hmm. better than a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to go, when I come in in the morning, I'm not going to go to the local coffee stand and, can I get that cup of Joe? I'm going to say, hey, Louie, grab the flashlight.
2: I want some energy here (laughs) and I'll bend over right in front of you. Can I ask you a question, Mm. though? Why... Does it have to be the butthole? Why can't I just like put my ear up to the sun or something or no, any other like orifice or hole in my body up to the sun and let the sun get in that way? Oh well, yeah, we,
1: we gotta go to, to our butt butthole hole? expert. Well, I'm thank you. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. I think you just you hit the necessary parts quicker. It goes quicker into your bloodstream. Really? All right. When you go
2: in there, so but... it's like drinking Goldschlag, where the chips like cut your inside, so you know. the, yeah. the Alcohol gets in your quicker.
1: Yo, it's right, right into the veins. Yeah, that's
3: because butt chugging is a thing, and then you get drunker oh, faster. So yes, did you ever see
1: Shameless when the guy was told I he can't drink James. anymore? He would hook up an IV and he hooked an IV of alcohol into his <laughs> butthole. <laughs> yes, wow.
2: That's why dogs have energy like all the time because their buttholes are just always out. Oh my God, I'm looking at a picture. This yeah, so guy he, is he just, on. I mean, oh, I know, man. He's that wild. is something. No, Did he I... have to leave his shoes on? <laughs> I mean, the guy's completely butt naked, but he's got his shoes and a hat on. I actually heard that Aaron Judge has been practicing this
1: all season long, no, and no, that's no. why he's having such a great year. It sounds like something A-Rod would do. <laughs> Central Park, where he's a spread eagle. Yeah,
2: bronzing Aaron, himself.
5: The
1: problem is I'm doing this in public because I need the right. sun. Well, yeah, Aaron Judge is – no, that's what I heard. Aaron, Albert Pujols. Why do you think he had this resurgence in this oh, last oh, year? He wow. finally gets a 700 because he's getting it done. As Aaron Judge chases a record. That's not a record. We all know the home run record is Barry Bonds with the 73. And, you know, Steve Torrey, who also practices this, he does that. He goes out at 5.30 before his 6 p.m. Eastern show. Gets gets a little boost of of energy. You know, it's bright enough. Just for his monologue, though, and that's why he sort of trails off and goes to calls. He was fired up after his butthole tan, and he started talking about Aaron Judge. And, of course, he's a Yankee fan. And he was all pumped up after Aaron Judge hit Homer number 61 as Frankie Lasagna and some other fat... Toronto Blue Jay fan are unable to catch the ball. Bring a bigger glove. I mean, the biggest glove you could find and a fishing net. And then when you drop it, you jump Jeff Hardy style, swanton bomb onto the bullpen coach of the Blue Jays and get that ball. Every single night, this fan's going to be thinking of the time he let go of $250,000. His whole life
4: led up to that moment and he blew it.
1: I would never sleep again. Now, Steve Torrey doesn't blow it when he goes to the calls on Mad Dog Daily.
4: To the phones, Sal in Las Vegas. Oh, Mad Sal. Dog Sports Radio on a Wednesday. Hello, Sal. Ah, uh, well, Aaron Judge is an overrated bum. Oh. He's no David Ortiz or Jim Rice. Yeah. Yankees suck. All right, True. that you know. I'm glad you waited Ortiz. on hold for, in my estimation, about 48 minutes. <laughs> And um, untrue, that, guy said. that is a very very interesting comment, and actually a stupid one. I, think, I, think, oh! I mean, if you want to if you want to spread yeah. your allegiance about the Red Sox and say you're a Red Sox fan, you hate the Yankees. I would even have no problem with that. I mean, you know, you're a fan. <laughs> but to say that he sucks and is a bum, I mean, you know, I don't know what you've been watching, because I got uh, I got statistics that'll tell you that that's uh, a moronic statement.
1: <laughs> my god. He, he really takes it personally. Before you get into stats, can we get him a glass of water? Cuz he's so parched. Um, well, you know, that that you that was a comment that was um it was good, but it was it was actually stupid. Was that him
2: angry by the way?
1: No, that is Steve Torrey Sticks and stones. Um, they break my bones, but um well, actually words do hurt me. So. <laughs> oh, clearly. <laughs> Cuz I was bothered by Aaron Judge. Uh, it's not you, it's me. I'm not. r two. I'm not. Yes, you are. Well, I'll show you stats that I'm not. Boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider.
2: <laughs> girls go to Venus too.
1: I know you are, but what am I? Wait, what do girls get at Venus? That rhymes with something. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's at the tip of my tongue. Man. I can't figure it out. You know what? I think my wife might have went to a Venus or two. I don't know. Maybe they have a Denny's there. I talked to about my wife Well, her having some fun on this week's Morning Men with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Willie Colon. My wife sat me down at a table <laughs> while we were eating spaghetti to look me in the eyes to tell me that she once cheated on me with a guy at a Denny's restroom who just bought her fries. Okay, and my response was, you couldn't get moons over my hammy? <laughs> was I wrong? I mean, she couldn't get a better dish. She goes to the bathroom for french fries. Am I wrong about that?
2: Am I wrong? I mean, she couldn't get gravy on them or something? Something. Like, you know, the disco fry? Oh, my God. Your wife's more turned down from fries than you. Yes, that is so true. Is your penis bigger than a french fry <laughs> at Denny's? You'd have to measure it up with the McDonald's fries. They're
1: very thin. Steak fry? I'm done. <laughs>
2: I am done. (laughs) Steak fry got me beat. Why did she sit you down to have this conversation? You guys having like, we got to tell each other what happened in our past? Like, what's the deal?
1: Yeah, she was getting on me for cheating. And I said, really? I I know you did more. And I had caught her like three times in Albany, a guy named Chris, the carpenter, who when I went to a club with her, all of her friends were behind me putting up their pointer finger, but it was like crooked. So it looked like a backwards (laughs) L. And they were doing mm-hmm. it all night long, so I thought they were calling me a loser, but like backwards. <laughs> no, pr- no, it turns out Chris's penis was hanging to the left, and was <laughs> that described it, oh. and that's who she was with that day. And he bought her crackers at like the Seven Eleven gas stop, like you know Ritz Bits, and she does love cheddar Ritz Bits are great. So it was just one of these opening ups. Why we did it over spaghetti, I'm not really sure, but that is how <laughs> I, I remember it. I,
2: I dated my wife in high school, and I cheated on her. And we broke up. We went our separate ways. When we got back together, the last thing I want to know is who was she with. I don't care. And then you know what's going to turn into? It's gonna somehow be turned on me. It's like, oh, how many girls did you sleep well, with? That's uh, problem. What do you have? You're gonna get tested for everything now. Like, no, I don't need that.
1: But don't you want to know if your girl was thumb cuffs in high school? I mean, <laughs> I mean I, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, but listen, now we have a beautiful kid, and uh, my you kid. You have three kids. Oh, but only one. I, well, only one is beautiful. <laughs> only one is beautiful. <laughs> my son Joe, who brought up something very interesting to me this week. My son uh, was saying to me yesterday that he's short and he knows it, and I was like, well, yeah. But, like, who cares? Your height and your looks, they don't matter in life. Like, look at me. I'm <laughs> ugly. And I still somehow found a wife. I'm short and ugly. I have a career. And he's like, yeah, you're right. If it was all about how you look, then you would never have made any money. You wouldn't have a job, and you wouldn't have mommy. And you'd be poor.
3: Joe, keeping it real? Okay,
1: son, I, you did not need to agree with everything I was saying, okay? I mean, it, you Good really boy, Joe. <laughs> He went too far. He right. went too far in the agreement. Right. I was just trying to pump up his he's confidence to help a little him out. bit. Yeah, I'm trying to help him out, bump up his confidence, and I felt like crap after. I'm like, you know, now i got to feel down. Uh, but he's right He's right about that. But he went too far.
2: But he feels better.
1: Now, Louis Gold, you got a brand new idea for this program. You want to do a suggestion box every single week to make it better. Babchick's Morning After. It does need a lot of help. And the first um, participant to offer a suggestion is going to be my wife, Bethany Babcheck. In fact, we're going to go inside Bethany's box right now on Babchick's Morning After, and let's see if Beth
2: can help us. How deep are we going? Oh, we're going deep. All right. We're going deep. I mean, from what I hear, you can't go that deep.
1: (laughs) I've never been that deep before. And this suggestion box is really full. A lot of people are putting their hands in Bethany's box right now. so We're going to try to get to the point where we can really have a great show and have this orgasmic explosion at the end. So let's see if we can get to the climax as we enter Bethany's box. All right, Bethany Babchick, my lovely wife. What's your suggestion for the show? What show? This show. Babchick's Morning After. Never heard of it. It's my show on Saturday. So not Morning Men, the show I do on Saturday.
5: That sounds horrible. Do they pay you to do that?
1: I'm not sure. So anyway, what do you suggest to make the show better?
5: Cancel it.
1: Okay. We'll take that under consideration. Do you want to give your sports hot take of the week? No. You know, like the oven is hot and it's like sizzling and you give a sizzling hot take. I don't cook. Give us your prediction for the NFL this Sunday. There'll be games all day. I'll be up in 20 minutes.
4: Good. You can take the garbage out.
1: Are you picking your ear, Wax, as we're doing this? No. Yes. Thank you for your time. And there it is. So we've entered okay. it. I don't know if that worked out at all like we thought, mm. but maybe it's suggestion boxes. It was
2: exactly how I thought it was going to work out. <laughs> I
1: think Louie's review for that segment is the same review
2: he gave a segment on Morning Men this week. I don't understand the conversation you guys are having
1: What do you understand? He's having trouble following. It's just dumb. Steve Tory, were you pleased with our performance today?
4: I'm not even sure I know. Interesting. Neither do I. Very interesting. (laughs) So uh, we we made it. Uh, Woo-hoo! This is Steve Torrey coming at you here on Mad Sports Radio.
1: Oh, yes. Another episode of Baptist Morning After in the Books for Louis Gold. Dan Brittany Smith is thanks to the Toilet Bowl Club, the TBC. They listen on the bowl. Nice fouls their leader, and he tells me that. Brooks Santanello. Dip the apple in the honey this week. I almost met him at a Jets game, but then my Uncle Gary passed out, so I couldn't take him up to the sixth floor. I'm sorry. Now, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babchik's Morning After anywhere you get your podcast, and I do mean anywhere, and I want five stars, so let's go. Until next time, it is time to get my weekend on.
0: This was Mike Babchik's Morning After. Now, time to put your head down and start the walk of shame. Talk to you next time. If there is next time.
1: Babchick's Morning After is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, which of course you do, please give a five-star rating. Leave a review. Five stars. Let's go. Subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcasts. If you can't get enough of me, tune into to Morning Men. Weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM's Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or listen anytime on the SXM app.